0: Listen to this episode so you can learn how to create a website. It's about
1: that time. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven.
0: All right. So, what is the importance of having a website for your business?
1: Well, this day and age, a website is a digital storefront, it's a handshake, it's an introduction that you never get a chance to make because people are going to see their website before they even see you. Before we get right into the topic, let's share our weekly
0: win. My weekly win is the fact that our first episode, episode one, which was creating an elevator pitch, is now over 100 listens. So I really appreciate you guys for listening to our episodes. I really appreciate you guys for being on this
1: journey to come up with us. So thank you for that. The come up podcast nation. Is that what we calling them? The nation? The gang? Nation. I like nation because fam- it just sounds the family. <laughs> I don't know. What 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 should we call it? If you got an idea, leave it, leave it in a comment. But yes, definitely. Thank you. We wouldn't be here without you. Matter of fact, we were here and nobody was listening. So you guys have been spreading the word. We appreciate it. Continue to do that.
0: All right. So, Courtney, what's
1: your weekly win? What's my weekly win? Well High school football is back around. It's fall. So that means there's ample opportunity to get involved. And lately I've been getting involved with high school in my neighborhood where I used to live, Nelson High School. So shout out to the Lords. Been over there working with them. Um today got out there on the field. It was great, man. I love coaching football. I've been playing for 19 years and I think it's something I'll do forever. But yeah, that's my weekly win, man. Got back into the high school football for the season.
0: Awesome. So guys, we've been asking you to leave reviews, to leave comments, and we said we're going to share them. So we are adding the review of the week. Courtney, who is it today?
1: Today's review of the week comes from Los Andreas, who says, I love where your guy's head is at. The length of the podcast is perfect. Lots of valuable information for anyone looking to better themselves. Thank you, Los Andreas. I appreciate the love and the review. It definitely helps us get in front of more eyes on iTunes. So if you guys wouldn't mind, if you haven't done so already, swing by iTunes, drop five stars on that bad boy and leave us a comment. Tell us how you feel if you really love the come up. And not only that, does it help us get in front of people,
0: but we get to learn more about you and we get to learn about what we're doing right. So the fact that you shared that the length of the podcast is perfect, it lets us know that you like what we're doing and we'll continue to bring value to you because this is all for you, 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 you. So without further ado, let's get right into the topic, how to create a website. And the first thing you gotta do is... Figure out what the purpose of your website is. So Courtney, if I'm looking to create a website, how do
1: I figure out what kind of website I need to create? Well, for me, I kind of narrowed it down to four main purposes for a website. Uh, In my own experience, I've made pretty much each of the four of these types of websites. So the first one, the most simple, is a hobby website, somewhere where you might Keep a personal blog, photo albums, maybe some videos. You consider this kind of website, a hobby website, is like an archive, basically where you save all of your stuff. Then the next type of website that you can build would be a marketing website, where you want to increase your exposure, build brand awareness, and basically show the world what you have to offer. The third type of website is for lead generation. So this may be combined with a marketing website, but the purpose here isn't just to show people what you can do, but it's to network, it's to build contacts, and it's to collect leads. So a lead is basically a prospective client or customer or whatever, somebody that you're going to have to reach out to again in the future. And then fourth, the last kind of website, would be one that is built for sales. So if you've got information products, physical goods, um, or anything like that where you could log in and reserve a seat at a restaurant. But basically you're trying to create transactions and there's a lot of online tools that can help you set up all four of these kinds of websites.
0: Between the both of us, we have about like, I think four episodes, four websites. I was about to say episodes. (laughs) We got about four websites. Now I've created a hobbyist website. I've created a marketing website and I've also created a capturing a lead website. So from my personal experience, the most fun one that I've got a chance to create was my very first very first one, which was the One Movement. Uh, that was just a blogging website where I just shared, you know, my my ideas. I didn't really try to get it out to as much people as possible. I just wanted to put my ideas somewhere so that they were cataloged, they were on the internet forever. So it's just part of the world forever. So anytime you search up one movement.wordpress.com, you'll see some of my thoughts
1: from earlier, earlier in my time starting up as an entrepreneur. It's kind of cool to have a website like that because it's like a time capsule. You can always go back and see what you were thinking or where you were at in a certain stage of your life. And somewhat like how these podcast episodes, they're there forever. So once you record one, you can always go back and see the difference of where you were then and where you are now. That's why that's why I kind of like. Yeah. And, you know, I've created a brand or a marketing
0: website. I keep saying brand awareness because that's what we were talking about before. Uh, But I've created a marketing website, which was spokenlaws.com. And that was really to just showcase what my talents were, which is motivational speaking. And that website Although not as fun as the blogging website, which was a hobby, it's also very important because it allowed me to just say, hey, you know, this is what I do. Go and check out my website without having to spend an hour explaining what I do that time because maybe they got to go quickly. I can give them a URL, which is my website name, spokenlaws.com, and they can find out more about me and my business
1: on their own time. Yeah, that's a great type of website to have on a business card or even you know when I was a young football player, and this was not something that was common at the time, but uh, my brother bought the domain com for me, and we uploaded all of my highlight tapes, my SAT scores, my um, grades and whatnot, so that I could just send all of the scouts to my website where they could find all of my information and basically find out what I had to offer. So it was one big marketing campaign for my football career. And I mean, I think it paid off. Well, it looks like it paid off. But man, that's crazy. So you're
0: telling me I could use a website to build my business, but also my personal brand. So like if I'm looking to get a job, is that is is there any way that I can use a
1: website to boost my resume? A hundred and ten percent. Now these days you have all kinds of social networks who've tried to leverage leverage the, you know, networking aspect of the internet. But whenever you can set up shop and have your own home or a home base where people can come for that deeper, rich content, maybe you have your portfolio on there, maybe you have work that you've done, a demo reel, um, testimonials, realtors do these kinds of things, Uh, freelancers of all kinds, graphic design, those kinds of people, they all have websites that just show off what they've done professionally and that's a great way for you to get that next gig. All right, so before we transition
0: into, you know, creating a website cuz we talked about the purpose of a website, are there any like internet resources that are specially made for these different types of purposes like for a hobbyist, for a marketing website, for creating a lead or a sales
1: website? Definitely. For my experience, there's some that are very versatile like wordpress.com and it's more simple Um, But you can use it in a number of ways. For me, I've used it to make a hobby website where I blog uh, about once a month, nothing serious. But at the same time, you can upgrade that website and add functionality that would allow you to sell things off of that page, too. So you could use WordPress.com or something like Squarespace if you wanted to make a simple website. That's where the TCU website was built on Squarespace, But if you want to get more complex and maybe you want to hire a web developer, then you can go with a WordPress.org website, which is going to allow for a lot more detail, um, a lot more back-end manipulation and integration with other internet software.
0: That sounds great. I mean, I've used Squarespace on a lot of the websites that I made, and what's important is to know what skill level you're at. So when I first started, I got all excited. I'm like, I'm going to create a wordpress.org website. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to buy the theme. I'm going to work. I'm going to figure out all the coding, everything. And what I had was a website that was very slow, um, it wasn't responsive. The design was complicated. The user experience wasn't that great. And so you got to learn, you got to know what your skill sets are. And so I found that Squarespace was very easy because it allowed me to do blogging. It allowed me to market my content. It allowed me to capture leads. And it's also a great platform because you can integrate it with other tools like Shopify or other internet resources and other tools that allow you to capture leads like MailChimp. So I know we're go- I'm going into a bunch of other resources, but I'm just saying that there's something for the person that doesn't know coding and doesn't isn't tech savvy. And then there's something for the person that has the money, can get a web developer, or you do know a little bit about coding and you want to try and get your hands dirty and create your website by yourself.
1: Hey, and on that note, There's things on the internet that you can use yourself, like you were saying, Shopify, Square Reader, all of those, you know. But you can also crowdsource your creativity. So if you aren't necessarily a graphic designer who can create logos and you aren't a web developer who can work on the back end and edit all of the script, or you aren't a copywriter who can write all the cool stuff that is going to get people to actually engage with your page, you can go online to a website like Fiverr or People Per Hour or something like that and outsource that work to people who do this professionally freelance. And they'll work with you for you know, whatever the fee may be. But that's another way to navigate it for people who don't necessarily have the skills themselves. Man, those are some great tools. And by the way, we do not
0: get paid for any of this. We're, this is our, these are just tools that we've used. And so we're just trying to provide resources for everybody else that's on the come up so you can get closer to your goals. So let's talk about actually creating a website. And before you can actually create a website, there's something important that you need because you got to be able
1: to get to that website. Cordy, what do we got to do first to create our website? So you need to get a domain name. Now, a domain name is pretty much your website's address. So for an example, www.courtneystephen.com. That's a domain name that I have. We also have otfootball.ca, otcoaching.com, thecomeuppodcast.com. These are all, I guess you would call them pieces of digital real estate that we own on the internet. And we've bought these URLs so that nobody else can take them. And whenever we feel like putting a website underneath that domain, now we have the real estate to do that. And it's very important from personal experience to get a domain name.
0: Pay for a domain name when you're building a brand awareness website, a website that's capturing lead and capturing leads, and especially a website for sales, because it just adds more credibility now, if you're doing a hobbyist one, like I was doing with my one-movement.wordpress.com, that was free. I didn't want to make, I wasn't trying to make money off of this website, so I was trying to keep my costs down. In fact, I didn't really want to spend anything for something where I was just using it as a storage place for my content. So WordPress will definitely give you a free domain, which is actually a subdomain, which is whatever you put at the beginning, and they'll give you a .wordpress.com.
1: Yeah. So think about it as you've got the house and you've got the address. The website is the house, but the address is the domain. You need to get those two separately, but you need to definitely put them together to have a fully functioning website. Now, just really quickly, since we're trying to give some tools of the trade, where can somebody
0: get a domain?
1: Well, there's a ton of places on the internet. If you throw a search in Google for buy domains, There's going to be a bunch that pop up, but the company that I've been working with for the last 10 years, believe it or not, is GoDaddy.com. So it's pretty simple. You pull up GoDaddy.com, they have a search bar, and you'll type in the URL that you're thinking about getting, and they will show you the availability. If I type in Courtney Stephen, and press enter, it will show me. CourtneySteven.com has already been taken. CourtneySteven.ca is available. CourtneySteven.net may also be available. And then if those are all taken, it may show you some alternatives. Maybe there's CourtneyStevenWebsite.com might be available or something like that. But you put in a Google search quickly, and you'll come back with some results, no doubt. Awesome. Now, you mentioned
0: something. You put in a search for a name. Are there any best practices when picking
1: a domain name? A hundred percent. You don't want to create a domain name that is hard to spell or hard to remember because imagine now you're, this is going back to episode one, you're in the elevator and you've got to tell somebody where they can find out more information about you. You want to be able to give it to them short and sweet, something that they can remember, thecomeuppodcast.com. Courtneysteven.com, OTFootball.ca. You wouldn't want your website to be called the guy who fixes com. I just think that's too much. You want it to be short, sweet, memorable, just like the name of your business. Awesome. So
0: now that we've talked about picking a domain name, what's the next step in creating a website for we're going to focus on hobbyists right now because I feel like That's usually where it starts, and then you progress to something more complex. So when
1: you're designing your website, are there any best practices? Yeah, definitely. There's no rules on how your website needs to be set up, and that's a part of the fun. You really get to put your own spin on it. So whether you come to the first page and it's just one big picture, or on the opening homepage, there's a video, that's all up to you, but the things that you need to keep in mind is that regardless of how you set up the website, you need to make it easy to navigate. So moving from one page to the next should make sense and you shouldn't get lost. Secondly, you need to make the information on your homepage easy to scan. So once I get to your website, I need to be able to look around quickly and figure out where I want to go. Then going back to the first point, once I figure out where I want to go, I need to be able to get there with relative ease. And then thirdly, if this is a website that is to capture leads, drive sales, or has some other kind of call to action, you need to make that call to action very obvious and preferably put it above the fold or right on the page when you land so that you don't have to scroll around to try and find out what you're doing on this website. So yeah, make it easy to read, easy to navigate, and easy to complete the call to action.
0: I think back to when I created One onemovement.wordpress.com, which was my hobbyist website. I just put all my blogs right on the front page. There was no you know, gimmicks or hidden things. I wanted you to read my blog, so that was the first thing on the page. That was on the home page, and you can scroll and pick any blogs that you wanted. I also put a topics on the side to just make sure that whatever topics you were interested in, you could find them. So if it was personal development, entrepreneurship, or if you want to just listen, uh, you wanted to just read about my free thoughts, you had those options. Now, when it came to my brand awareness website, which was for Spoken Laws, the first thing I did was put a video of what I do, and it says learn more. And that way you can learn more about my brand because I was all, it was all about brand awareness. Now, Courtney, I know now you've been transitioning your website a little bit into uh, more of a, a a marketing website, but also you're capturing leads because you want to provide value to people that connect with your brand. Are there any tips and tools? And I know you mentioned one uh, in your explanation, but I want you to really focus so that for the people that are looking to capture leads they know exactly what they need to do. Are there any advice or any tips
1: that you would give? Well, definitely. As far as capturing leads goes, um, one of my mentors told me like this, you could either get a big net and try to run around and literally capture people, or you could just build a beautiful garden and watch everybody come to you. So, what does that mean? That means if you want to work with people, you have to give people something of value that they want from you and give it to them at no obligation. So, if you're able to do this, people are naturally going to come to you and want to work with you, and that will be easy to capture those leads at that point. When you do that, you could use a software like Lead Pages, Optimize Press or something that's going to generate forms where people can insert their contact information. If not, you could even use an email management system like MailChimp or Infusionsoft where people can click in a pop-up, enter their email address, and then you can correspond with them through email after that. But really, it all starts with giving people something valuable when they come to your website and then in exchange for that value, they're going to tell you, you know what? I will come back. Here's my email address. Keep me updated. But it all starts with giving the value. Great.
0: Awesome, man. Um,
1: we've really talked about
0: how to create a website from the very beginning before you have anything when you just have an idea. So the purpose of a website, and we talked about the four different purposes, which is a hobbyist website, a, a marketing website, a website for capturing leads, and a sales website. We've also talked about getting your domain. And we've also also talked about designing your websites for the different types of purposes that you have. We've also shared some tools with you like Squarespace and WordPress. And so all of this is definitely gonna be included in the show notes with links. But now we're gonna talk about our three steps on how to create a website for your business. And I'm gonna start it off. My three steps... Number one, brand your page. Put a logo on your page. The first thing that your visitor should see on your digital real estate is your logo. They need to know that this is your business, and it's also going to give you credibility because you don't want to go on a page where you can't see the person's logo. You're going to feel like you're lost. Number two, simple design. Like Courtney mentioned, it should be very easy The user experience should be very simple. I don't want to have a headache when I'm on your website. Or, for example, my website was just simple. All you saw was my blogs because that's what I wanted you to see. Or for my brand awareness, my marketing website, all you saw was the video that explained what my business was about. So keep it very simple. Don't make it complex. And last but not least, number three, showcase your value what are you bringing to the table? If it's a blog, showcase that. If it's videos, showcase that. If it's a product, showcase that. That's what your website is about. It's about showcasing your value. So I'm going to recap that. Number one, brand your page. Number two, make it a simple design. Number three, showcase your value. Courtney, what do you got?
1: Man, those are very good. The three that I have, I think fit in pretty, pretty seamlessly. So Number one, outline your offer. That just means when people land on your page, tell them exactly what they can expect to receive on your page. Is it information? Is it entertainment? Is it motivation? Tell them why they're there and what they can expect and how they can get it quickly. This will be the best way to make sure that people are satisfied with your website. Step number two, optimize for mobile. That basically means make sure your website can run on a phone. A large majority of internet traffic is coming directly from the palm of your hand these days. So with that trending towards even more mobile traffic, you want to make sure that your website is capable of displaying seamlessly on an iPhone, an Android, or anything like that. Not just the laptop, but a tablet also. And this is going to make sure that people don't come to your webpage and get turned off by you know, images that don't fit right and forms that are in the wrong places, et cetera. So optimize for mobile. Most web building platforms can show you a preview of what your site will look like on a phone after you edit the pages. Make sure you take advantage of this functionality. And third, funnel your social media traffic to your website. Once you have it all set up and you're ready to show the world what you've got, Take advantage of all the other eyes that you have on you and point them in the right direction. If someone comes to you on Instagram and they show interest, show them where they can dive in and find that extra content they may be looking for. You never know who really wants to know more about you, but if they come to you and it's not on your website, you need to be able to redirect them somewhere where they can find what they're looking for. So, from the top, outline your offer, optimize for mobile and funnel social media traffic to your website.
0: Those are some amazing steps on how to create a website. Again,
1: we will include those in the show notes along with the resources. Make sure that if you guys found anything valuable on this episode, share it with a friend. I know many of you are in the entrepreneurial space at different stages in the game. If you found this helpful, let us know. Tell us what you want to hear on the next episode. We're open to suggestions and keep grinding. Thank you again for joining
0: us. This is episode 12 and we're out. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. We would appreciate if you left us a review. A link can be found in the show notes. Be honest, do you love the come up? <laughs>